razor blunt commentary delivered with a special purpose. What's happening to my special purpose? It's the Killer Bees, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. Take the day off work and play a fun round of golf with your favorite sports station at the ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 Occasional Invitational uh, benefiting Kids Mills, this year's tournament will take place Wednesday, December 13th at 10.30 a.m. at Wildcat Golf Club. Each golfer will receive beverages from St. Arnold Brewing Company, lunch, uh, lunch rather from Papa Charlie's Barbecue, dinner from Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage, 18 holes of golf, and a quick award ceremony immediately after the tournament. Register now, ESPN97.5.com. Use promo code EARLYBIRD. For a ninety-seven fifty registration, which is limited time, only ninety-seven dollars and fifty cents, uh, down from over a hundred dollars. So, head over to ESPN975.com, use promo code Early Bird, and get in on the savings and play golf. No one wants to work. Play golf Wednesday, December thirteenth, ten thirty a.m. Can we play in that? I was just going to say the same moved? thing to you. Can we play? Joe's nodding his head. Yes, he's sort of our boss. He thinks he has pool, but he then we're going to probably pool. have to bow out. I don't early, know, right? I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure you guys can play, and we can get you an early tea time. No, no, no. No, they all tee no, off no, at the Joe. same time, double eagle. Oh, do they all? Slow you know, down, double I eagle. Thought was, oh, I thought Joe. there was two waves last oh, time. Oh, Joe. No, it's shotgun start. Okay, see, this is, I was, I was, this is like my. <laughs> Joe's thinking about what ammunition he's got to bring because it's no, a shotgun start. He has no clue. I think no you clue. have to take the L on this one and not try to talk your way out of it. I just thought there was like a little stagger. <laughs> Joseph. What? I don't think you've ever heard of a shotgun nope. start before. That's no, why I, I said he's bringing ammo. on a different hole. At the same time or different time? Same time. Okay. All right. Sometimes they do have shotgun start with multiple teams on the same hole. Oh, yeah. Because there's too many which, participants. Which maybe maybe that's what Joe's talking about. Or maybe. multiple courses. He, he couldn't explain what he's talking about. Probably I'm not. I'm just assuming you guys are going to have to pay, though. I didn't Why would I we gonna... pay? Why would we pay? Because it's, uh, I don't know. It'd When's the in... last time you think Granado paid to play in the ESPN tournament? He didn't play in the ESPN tournament last year. Uh, he, yeah, he did. No, he, no, he, he, he did, did like the He was like the guest driver yes. on a specific he hole. He went to different holes oh, but and took Prior shots. to that one tournament, he's played in every one. Well, sorry I didn't work here, Joel, and have the well, answer to that question. I don't, for, I, don't, I don't accept your apology. There was no golf tournament the last time I worked here. Oh. Now there's two a year. Fact. Okay. <laughs> Occasional invitational. Uh, I'm going to steal Paul's question. Paul's a genius. Uh, that's what the G and Polly G stands for. Uh, what's Trash. the ceiling? <laughs> wow. Boom. Shots fired. That's a shotgun start. Shots fired. Uh, five seven eight three says there's a double shotgun sometimes with tournaments in AM and a PM. Never at ESPN 97.5. No. You're right. That, that does happen. Some Not at our station. When you get some of those not the big, big, big charity tournaments or when they're using multiple courses, too. I've, I've, I've played in them when they... They try and do that. It's not never very successful. It's a long day. Thanks, Joe. You're, it's nice that your father's texting into the show and defending you. That's that's a really nice School's thing out. for him He's to do. He's got time. Uh, anyways, Paul, Paul asked this question on Twitter. What is the ceiling for the 2023 Houston Texans? He posted a poll, whatever. But his four options were 10 wins, division title, one or more playoff wins, Super Bowl. What do you think is the ceiling for this team? Can't there be? Can't 
more than one of those be true? They're, they're each escalators, though. Like, the 10 wins is the first first like little rung on the ladder. Okay. The second escalator is division title. The okay. third escalator is one or more playoff Ws. And the fourth escalator is Super Bowl. So he kind of staggered them. Everything like, but the they, Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, you could, you could win the division with 10 titles or 10 games. Yes, you could win one or more playoff games with both of those two things. But he was escalating it up. I think all three are everything but the Super Bowl. I don't see they're, they're not a Super Bowl contender this year. But they could definitely get to 10 wins. They could definitely win the division. Mm. They could definitely win a, a playoff game because they, they've played well on the road. They went just went, went to Cincinnati and played very well with nine guys out. I think that they have the cape. If you want to just talk about ceiling and how high that is and what they could possibly do, I think all three other things other than Super Bowl are on the table. 2055 says none of the above. LOL. How, how, I don't understand how that's uh, – we're talking ceiling. We're no. talking the high end of their range. The high none end of the above of their is range, the basement. I mean, we we played out a plan where they can get to ten wins rather easily. Yep. Like they have a weak schedule. Do I think they're a ten win roster? Probably not yet. Although Stroud, but everything's but everything's laid out for you that it could yeah. be. I think I stop at division title. I, I don't think that this team's capable of winning. Well, one. I, I, thought one. You, I think it meant more than one. I could see one, like in the wild card round. Yeah. I don't think this team's capable of winning more than more than one. No, though. but one. If you played Cleveland, if you played Cincy, Cincy at again. home. Yeah, I, I think it's it, it's. It's not yeah. out, out of the realm of possibilities. I'll go to that one. I'll go to that one with you. One or one. I'll say one. I don't think it's more. One right, playoff agree. wins. Uh, one playoff wins. Here one comes, playoff here comes win. Super Bowl Joe. I'll go one playoff win. They can win ten because mm-hmm. their schedule's soft. They can win the division because mm-hmm. they kind of own Jacksonville and they control their own destiny. And I think they can win one playoff game. I don't think they can win more than that. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think it's one playoff game because it, just whoever they play, I don't think the matchup's going to be that drastic. Now, if you end up getting the seventh seed. And you end up getting Kansas City. Oof. Well, no, you wouldn't get Kansas City. No, you get, no, you get Baltimore yeah. right now if you get the last team in. You so can win that game. I think you, you can beat could. Baltimore. Like, gonna, I, they, I think they definitely would be. They're wet, better suited to play them now than they were in Week One, for sure. I just don't think there's anyone in the AFC. The only team in the AFC I wouldn't want to see again in the first round is Cincinnati. Like I, just, I don't mind playing Cincinnati again. I just I think Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. and it's the one guy if I had to choose of all the options available because it won't be the Chiefs. As long as the Bengals, I think the Texans have a real chance to win that game. I think the Bengals defense is suspect. Definitely, like if you're running all yep. over the Bengals defense with Devin Singletary and your offensive line, then you're doing some things. And that secondary, I don't think is great either. Like I don't, I and, and you just beat them at their place. It should have been a two possession game. Okay, like, so if it's not the Chiefs, does anybody else scare you? Miami. Um, they would have a lot of trouble defending Miami's speed. Yep, they would. Have, Miami does scare me. Now, I think they could score some on Miami, but the, I think they would have a lot of trouble Boy, stopping yeah. that offense. When you talk about, especially if a chain comes back, he's coming back this week. Uh, but I mean, if he's back in the playoffs, if he stays healthy and, and continues to be what he's been, to add to those guys on the outside, oof, boy, that that's a hell of a matchup for anybody from their offense. They can they can put a bunch on you. Baltimore's, eh, I would say Miami. I'm more fearful of Miami than Baltimore. But Baltimore's probably third. After There's a that. lot of people that uh, up until last week when they melted down had them as the as as a Super Bowl contender. Ba- yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, is this we had just had a texture too a little bit earlier. Two seven eight seven. Ravens will not win a Super Bowl with Lamar. He can't throw. Period. Cash or trash that. Cash it. I cash. cash it. I cash it too. Yep. Yeah, I'm good with that. I cash it. Too. I, I don't. I disagree that he can't throw the football. I just don't think that. I think he struggles I don't think to throw that the team. If it's not if you're not Mark Andrews, he struggles to throw the football sometimes. I don't think he can consistently throw the ball. Like I, I think he'll have a big game. I think he'll have trouble. Like go look at Lamar Jackson's playoff numbers. They're awful. Uh, like yeah. they they they're, they're James not Harden. good. 
They're not good. And yeah. why? Because the defense are scheming for Lamar Jackson to beat them through the air, and he has not been very successful. Yeah, like I, I always think back like that first playoff game they played in. I think it was against the Chargers, maybe, or I can't remember who it was against. But the they, Chargers. Put, they put eight DBs on the field. Yeah. And they were just like, okay, beat, you can't throw. Throw it. So, like, you're not going to be able to run it. Like, just we have, we're going to match you speed-wise. Yeah. So you're not going to outrun linebackers and all that stuff. You have to throw it, and they, he couldn't do it. And I don't think he can still. They I were like the one seed that yeah, year, too. I, I just I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback. I don't either. Wasn't it the one? Maybe it wasn't that year. Wasn't it one year they were the one seed and just petered out right away Probably. in the first round? I think they had a 14-2 and two year. I think it was the year they won the MVP Yeah, back in, uh, in 2019. Yeah, he won the MVP in 19. The Ravens were 14-2. and two. And then they lost in their first playoff game. I want to say that they did, which yeah. would have been the division round because they would have been uh, had a buy. Yeah, they would have been the they would have been the team that had a buy because that was back in the day when they still had. Yeah, they lost to Tennessee. They lost to Tennessee twenty eight to twelve. Like imagine that you go fourteen and two, Lamar wins the MVP. You're playing at home and you lose to the boring old Tennessee Titans twenty eight to twelve. Stuff. That's Lamar it's Jackson. For you. That's tough. I think that was the year that wasn't that Vrabel's first year. And they went to the uh, AFC Championship game? Yeah, that 2019 would have been Vrabel's first year. Yeah, they, they went to the AFC yeah. Championship game in Vrabel's first year and lost to the, uh, lost to the Chiefs. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Honey Glaze Branham. Joe was talking about something on his hour segment. He called it a segment. An hour <laughs> segment about how good the wide receivers on the team well, are. We promote, we promote the hell out of it on every show. And how they're having resurgences in their career. I told him the answer is clear. It's not that they're playing better. CJ's making them better. He's one of those athletes who make others better. I'll catch that. Cash that. Oh, you didn't say that, though, Joe, according to Honey Glaze Branham. No, I know, but I cashed it as well. And I, one thing I did say yesterday is I'm kind of off the T. Higgins, Mike Evans train. Oh, you did say that. I oh, heard you say I, that. I just I don't know if you need it. Like I wouldn't I, mind Evans. I think adding another wide receiver would be nice, but I just don't think it's the necessity that we thought it was. I would agree. Like, he, CJ is closer to I – hate, I hate these quarterbacks and having to say this, but, like, what mm-hmm. Mahomes and Brady do <laughs> with minimal talent – CJ seems like he can do kind of similar. He can stuff. elevate other people's games and yeah. make them better. My question for you guys then, if that's a, the, the the line of thinking, is do they still have to add a wide receiver to to conceivably replace Robert Woods, no. draft wise or otherwise? Robert Woods is their fourth best receiver right now, maybe fifth. Well, just because he's been hurt, he's been pretty good when he's been on the field. Nico, or Robert Woods, Nico, Tanker, Robert Woods, Tank. Noah Brown, or Robert Woods. Right now, Noah Brown, yeah, fourth. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson or Robert Woods. I think he's a gadget Hutchinson. guy. I think I think Robert Woods over Hutchinson right now. Yeah, I like, I'm still seeing I, Robert I, I, Woods. I, I probably one. go Woods over Hutchinson. And but Woods I, over Mechie. I don't. Oh yeah, Mechie just hasn't played on the field enough. I think he's starting to get frustrated too. What's he going to do about it? I know. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying that there's anything you can do about it, but based on what he was at Alabama and what he's been through, I think he feels like he should he should be seeing the field more. I I still think he has a shot to be pretty good. I do too. I still that that might be just to Joe's point too. Like if you lose Robert Woods, oh well. Um, Noah but Brown, have- I think, is on a one-year deal, though. So you have Nico back. You have Tank back. You have to make a decision on Noah Brown. Robert. You always have to make a decision. These contracts Mechie. aren't guaranteed. Uh, Mechie, well, I mean, Mechie's he's on a contract that he's wanted. cheap. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I don't see them getting rid of Mechie. They're not going to get rid of Hutchinson. Maybe two more receivers. I think Maybe Hutchinson you bring Noah decent. Brown back. I, I don't. I, I like Hutchinson. Yeah. Uh, do I ever think he's going to be like a top three receiver for the Texans? Probably not. But I think he's, he's a good, good size. They, they used him a little gadgety last week. I, I think he could be all right. Yeah, I think he can be all right. I, I don't want him on my too deep per se but i have no problem being like one of the six receivers so you don't think even if woods goes away that that they don't need to they don't need to get i don't think that they're gonna sign 
at least the top of the market. Maybe they try to bring in a guy like they brought in Noah Brown. Like, hey, this guy would be really I think good that's for what, us. That's the or, market you're in. Or would or, they draft a guy? Or they draft a guy. Yeah. I, think it's, I don't think that they spend a lot of money at receiver. I think that they might spend to try to bring in a talent at receiver, but not a lot of money. Yeah. Like free agency, a value guy like Brown was, uh, or draft a guy like Tank was. The running back to me is something that really intrigues me long term. I'm like I I think with the draft, I trust Nick more in that than I trust anything the way we're seeing these guys play right now. Like he traded up for Nico, he traded up for Tank Dell. Like we questioned the Nico one for two years, but now it looks great. Like taking Egabuke is there at 24, wherever the Browns pick ends up being the kid from Ohio State. I like Mm -hmm. him. Like there are a lot of receiver, even Xavier Worthy from. Texas, like there is talent out there in this draft that's going to be available in the 20s. You can address the wide receiver spot there. I'm officially on the Saquon Barkley train, Ooh. and I'm not going to back off. Well, I don't off. like it because he's too injured. Woods is uh, Woods is owed money next year, but you can get out of it and save. Save some money. He mm-hmm. would save like $4 million, it looks like. But he's under contract. Okay. So you might be... You might be stuck with Robert Woods, although it looks like you can get out of it. Now, you are going to have to pay a, a dead cap, just under $5 million. Well, I would just keep him. I Probably. wouldn't consider moving on from Woods. I'd just let yeah. him. So that, that's going to limit what you do is, uh, in the draft then. Yeah, I think, it's just, I think it's clear when you watch the Texans that when you get to the offseason, the number one priority has to be defense. Yeah, you're gonna have to you have to bring back some defensive guys. Yeah, and go get some. And you have like some of your better players are free agents. John Grenard's a free agent. Nelson's a free agent. Uh, Rankins, Rankins huge is, games yep. a free agent. Collins actually, Collins has big money. You might actually actually Collins might be a cap casualty. Yeah, like so that's something to you know look at too in the off season. And, and they, I, man, I, I think tight end too, depending on what happens with Dalton Schultz, because I think Dalton Schultz is going to be looking for you know a, a big deal of three, four years at, you know, $11, 12000000 million a year, and I'm not sure they're willing to go that far with it. I think Casario's going to do to Schultz what Daryl Morey did to Chandler Parsons. He's the kind of guy that you get in the second round, Chandler Parsons. He's the kind of guy you sign for a $9 million one-year deal, but he's not the guy you give a huge long-term extension mm-hmm. to. I like, agree with I, that. Because Casario's pretty good at finding value. And that's like, why I think they're going to draft a tight end. I think that they do that or they find a good fit in free agency. It's or both. Of- or both? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen the free agency market for tight ends, but you damn well need a pass catcher that could be. CJ loves his security blanket with Schultz. You know who I think would be really good with CJ Stroud, and I have no idea his contract situation. David Njoku. He's bounced. He, yeah. he well, no, he's been in Cleveland forever. But oh, no, who's the other guy I'm thinking him. about? Who's the guy that went to? Uh, yeah, they did give him a contract extension. Yeah, you're right. They did. I forgot about that. The guy from he would be a beast. With Stroud. Yeah, he's so good after the, the show. The guy from Tennessee that. Joe New Smith, yeah. yeah, he's kind of a journeyman. I don't, I'm not a big fan. I mean, he's fine. He's a backup to me, though. All right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRMP listener line. What are the hurdles facing Joe Espada as he takes over for Dusty Baker as the Houston Astro manager? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. Earlier, we had Steve Hollingsworth of a Hollingsworth Law Firm in great conversation, and Aggie for all you Aggies out there. Uh, whenever you get into a car accident, and we we hope that this never happens, but sometimes you do. It's sometimes inevitable, sometimes you can't avoid these things, you need to call Hollingsworth Law Firm. They are the name you need to know if you're ever involved in a car accident or if somebody asked you that has been in a car accident. And as Steve was telling us earlier, you don't pay a single thing unless you win. If you win your case, that's the first time you have to pay Hollingsworth Law Firm a dime. And you lock in his information because you never know when you're getting in a car accident. But when you do get in a car accident and Steve went through what you should do when it happens to you, and one of the things is, Don't be afraid that it's too soon. Call an attorney. 
get someone specialized in the field like Car Rex and, and, and how Steve's specialty is Car Rex because he is there to help you in your corner every step of the way. He's going to fight the insurance company. He's going to fight the other driver. He's going to make sure you've done everything and have everything so that you have everything in your pocket getting ready to go get what you you deserve. Get your vehicle back where it was. Get your health back where it was. Get the pain and suffering worked out. He takes care of you because he's on your side and he's fighting from the very get-go. I hate insurance companies, hate having to deal with them. They hassle you and haggle you about every little thing. Don't let the insurance companies run all over you. Call Hollingsworth Law Firm right now for a free consultation. 713-999-8773. Plug it in the phone now. 713-999-8773. Or you can just visit them online. CarWreckTexas.com. CarWreckTexas.com. Back to the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. The show name is a reference to how many great Astros' last name begin with the letter B, who were playing back in the 90s when they were not winning World Series. Bagwell, Biggio, Barry, Bell, and eventually Bergman. You might not remember Barry and Bell, but trust me, you remember Blank and Brenham. Here they are now, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. This Saturday, final home game of the season for the Houston Cougars. They'll be saluting seniors and other players, 18 players they'll be honoring on Saturday. So join us as we honor those players. And for a night of thrilling plays, unforgettable moments, celebration of our dedicated athletes, don't miss out on the excitement. Tickets start at just $15. You head to uhcougars.com slash tickets to get your tickets right now. Or call 713-GO-COUGS. Get your tickets now. Come early, be loud, wear red. Or... You can be caller number five right now to 713-780-3776. Pair of tickets coming your way. Oklahoma State still very much in that Big 12 title race. And the Houston Cougars' final home game of the year as they're honoring 18 players. Caller five, 713-780-3776. You're going to TDECU Stadium Saturday to watch the Houston Cougars and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. All right. The uh, the Houston Astros hired Joe Espada. They announced it yesterday. Uh, we're all cool with the hiring. We're all fine with the hiring. What are the biggest hurdles that now face Joe Espada as the new manager of the Astros? 713-780-3776. What sticks out to you, Blankers? A hurdle for Joe Espada taking over for the legendary Hall of Fame manager, Dusty Baker. The first one that come, came to mind almost right away was Justin Verlander. Was a guy that's cantankerous at best when he's on the mound. A guy that I think respected Dusty only because of his resume and because he's a historian of the game. But when we've seen mound visits in the past, we've seen guys come out to talk to him. We've seen he can be more than edgy. And I think that when you you talk about a guy like Joe Espada and the fact that, look, he's been in baseball for a long time, but does he have the kind of pull and the kind of respect from a Justin Verlander as as probably the the most egotistically and opinionated veteran on the squad to be able to control Justin Verlander and be able to say when I'm taking you out I'm taking you out I don't care if you you tell me off in you know a multitude of different ways with your glove over your face I'm not dealing with it and if I'm pulling you or I'm making a decision that's my decision I'm sticking to it 
Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I really don't think that this is, that's an issue. Like to me, Verlander, especially in the regular season, like he kind of seems like a guy who's running a marathon, not necessarily a sprint. Especially later in his career, I don't think that a spot of pulling Verlander out of games and Verlander being mad at it is a huge hurdle. I, no, I it's just see a it. hurdle. I because remember yeah. he lit up Murphy during the year. Yeah, but that's not a that's not a change. Like, in it's it's a visit in. I think it was one of those well, things. I like, think I know wanted, what I'm doing. Get off my mound, or you're like whatever. Like I thought they wanted. I thought they were thinking about pulling him, and he w- and he went nuts. Well, Miller's not doing that. No, I I understand that, but I I, I but I'm saying like he's just it's his way or the highway when he's on All the right. hill, and I think that I just I, I hope Joe could just come out there whenever he wants and say, hey, look, you're done. I kind of like uh, pitchers that are that way. Like I like a bulldog. I like a little attitude. I I, I like that now. Yeah, I mean, a spot I can't let Verlander call the shots. He, he needs to probably make that move as he's walking out there before he gets out there. That way you take the uh, the argument out of the equation. Now, he might lie to India a time or two, but whatever. Like, he's your best pitcher. He's your ace. He's I, your Hall of Famer. Like, I, I don't mind it. I hate the fact, like, then they had the audio when Schilling told Dave Roberts, don't ever effing talk to me again when he came off the hill in between innings. That's you mean bit- Scherzer? Uh, yeah, Scherzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scherzer, sorry. Yeah, Max Scherzer when he was with the Dodgers. Like, Okay, you can be as intense as you want to be. That's your damn manager. You can miss me on all that. Where I, I, I don't think that's ever necessary. What if Jordan told Phil Jackson, "Give me the ball"? Fine, that's what he's supposed to do as the best player. But, but as Scherzer's the, coach, the best pitcher. But that's not what he's telling him. He's telling him, "Don't touch me. Don't tell me nice job and slap me on the butt. Don't ever effing talk to me again." Because he said, "Hey, way to go!" and slapped him on the butt. <laughs> like that crap isn't necessary. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Scherzer's a weird dude. Um. Someone texted. Just look him in the eyes. Someone texted in said probably the devastating Houston media. Uh, They'll be the hurdle. It's a good point. It's a good point. All these tweeters and and bloggers. uh, I don't know why Espada took the job. I can't believe Espada. Like, and Espada has been here. What was this? Is this seven years? This going to be his eighth? Something like that. Joe Espada with Dusty. How many is with AJ? Three. It sounds right. So, so he's been here for nearly a decade. Joe Espada has seen these tweeters. He's seen these bloggers. He's dealt with the Houston media. Yet somehow Joe Espada still took the job. I Crazy, can't believe it? it. I can't believe he's willing to put up with all these tweeters and these bloggers. Uh, Chandler Rome listed four hurdles. He said alignment with the front office and ownership. That's always important. Uh, you know, do, does Dana Brown and Espada have a good relationship now, right now, today? Yeah, they do. Dana Brown hired him. Uh, same thing with ownership. They had to sign off on him, and he's been here forever, so they know what they're getting. So right now it's good. Now you have to keep it good. You, there needs to be alignment there. I also thought it's funny that Joe Espada has been very – he's toyed the line between analytics and the human element. Like, you can tell he's not, he's trying to please both masters. Mm-hmm. Like, he's talking well about analytics, but trying not to make it seem like he's going to ignore the human element, which I think is a balance that managers nowadays have to use. Across sports, you have to, you have to embrace analytics, but you have to leave room for the, 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 the eye test. And, and that's the toughest balance in the world. But the thing is, is that we already know that there was an issue with Dana Brown and Dusty in the lineups, if nothing else regardless of all the player moves and who should play where and all the other things. It seems like already if Dana's hiring his guy, that he and Joe are going to be a little bit more in in sync when it comes to the lineups. I, I think so, too. Uh, navigating the first-time manager pitfalls, this is just like dealing with the media. I don't think a spot is going to have any issue uh, dealing with the media. It seems like he's been, oh, like, like you talked about. He's been here so long, I, he pretty much knows every media member by name. Yeah, I don't think he's going to have a problem. Most everybody speaks glowingly of their relationship with him in the media. Now, can it sour in Game mm-hmm. 85 if you're struggling? I'm kind of looking forward to, to that. Like, What does he look like in Game 85? I'm looking forward to his managerial tendencies. We don't know. Uh, fundamental slippage. This is just the Astros like kind of losing from their roster. Do they slip? 
flip. I don't really know if that's entertaining. And then he says, how does the outfield look? Like, okay, well, it kind of depends on what the roster looks yeah, like, what Dana a- Brown has to do. Uh, Dre says, will a spotter run a six-man rotation? Uh, I don't know if that's going to be up to just him, but yeah, I think that, with you on that yeah, but I think that that's definitely something that they're going to entertain, depending on who the six are and if there there's health there. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. The HRMP listener line. Dana Brown was on the flagship earlier today. He says the Astros have to be creative this winter. What could that mean? And if the Astros are to get creative, what do they have to do? To get creative, it's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN at 92.5. Houston Cougars taking on Oklahoma State this Saturday, November 18th at 3 p.m. Final home game of the season. Cougars will honor 18 players. Senior night at TDECU Stadium. Join us for an evening of thrilling plays, unforgettable moments, and a celebration of our dedicated athletes. Don't miss out on the excitement. Tickets just $15. Go to uhcougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-COUGS right now uh, to get your tickets. Come early, be loud, wear red. Uh, Come early, enjoy all of the new activities in Cougars. Alley, last chance to do the tailgating scenes. A lot of fun over there uh, at TDECU Stadium. Huge LED TV screens. You're not missing out on any of the other games. The Bud Light Backyard, great place for a drink. Coke Fan Zone is really fun. Food trucks and much, much more. Spirit of Houston performing at the half. Entertainment by cheerleaders Cougar Dawes, Shasta, Sasha, and DJ Yobi Yobes in the student section. Tickets only $15. Final home game of the season, saluting the seniors. Go to uhcougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO Cougs. Don't miss all the fun and pageantry of college football. Come early, be loud, and wear red. It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next bit of brilliance with Joel and Jeremy. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees. He's blank. I'm Branham. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Honey Glaze Branham's taking you to task here. Imagine a young blankers on the mound after giving up three in an inning. On two singles, a double, and a walk. His high school, there's probably a bomb mixed in him there. His high school manager walks out, and you're telling me Blankers wouldn't tell his manager, don't talk to me again? Never. Mm. I wasn't raised that way. Mm. For sure. And give me some respect. It ain't just high school. I was going to say another word there. I'm not going to. It was Juco, and it was seven runs in an no, inning? It was, it was more than Juco, and <laughs> both of you could be get the, getting that name by the end of the show. I thought you weren't Three. raised that way. <laughs> You're not my coach, my manager, or anything close to it. Uh, 7308, a spotter can win me over if he can bring back Taos Hill. That's so stupid. Can Taos Hill affect the batter's eye? Because I like my chances then. I, I actually, yeah, Maybe you can just build it like a Tony Hawk Huck Jam ramp and just take it right from Taos Hill all the way <laughs> up to the top hill. of the batter's eye. Yeah. I didn't hate Taos Hill. That might be an unpopular. I know it's an unpopular take. I didn't hate Taos Hill. Now, it's the dangerous. fact that it was 400. Come on. Uh, when you add in a, a foul pole in play it's that an outfielder could run into, it ain't exactly safe. It's, I feel four, like it, it's, it's 435 feet away. They could take the foul pole found out. That would be fine. I see. The, I, like the, I actually like the flag pole. Did you call it a foul pole? Well, I wasn't the first one. On the- <laughs> did you call it a foul pole, too? I, don't, I, don't I think he said flag pole. I think, I said flag pole. I think no, Blanker said, said foul pole. Check the tape. I think he said flag pole. I, I said flag pole. I think Blanker said flag pole. Nice try to dump it <laughs> on me, you Joe. Said foul Look pole. at your face. You better go check right now tape. and check it. It's 436 feet straight in the middle of the field. You hit it, it's foul. Well, I guess foul pole is actually in fair territory. Uh, but yeah. See Richie Sexton, who did a bad <laughs> bomb. Uh, yeah, that was pretty. I didn't hate Taos Hill. Could you have moved the fat, the uh, almost said it, the flagpole behind the wall? Yes. <laughs> was it too far? Yes. Was it kind of quirky? Yeah. Yes. 
I Amusement parky. <laughs> two three zero four says they both called it a. a no, that's Tony. Tony says y'all both called it a. a Add foul in a, a foul pole. <laughs> you know what I feel like? We just did. A, okay, you win. You were right. I feel like we just did our own local version of the throwing the red challenge flag for that like, that commercial. That's exactly what yeah. I was thinking of too. Yeah. I don't even know commercials, and I knew that one. That's exactly what I thought of. Check the tape. Check the tape. All right. So Dana Brown was on the flagship today. He says they have to be creative this winter. Uh, whenever you flagship or full ship. Flagship. Flagship blankers. Yeah. Grade the blankers joke. Seven one three seven eight three seven seven six. That's about as bad as they get. Okay. Uh anyways, he said they have to be creative this winter. What mm-hmm. what do you think he means by that? And then how do they do that? Well, I think because we've already highlighted the fact that they don't have they're not in the same similar situation or same situation as a year ago with a lot of money to spend. I, I think that they're in a situation where they gotta get creative in terms of making a trade or two. And they're gonna have to look at moving a surplus like starting pitching to try and obtain something that they need, like a bat or a relief pitcher. And I think that that's something that probably comes to the forefront for me when you hear Dana Brown make a comment like that. Like, he's not going to stand pat. He's not going to let guys walk out and not replace him. He's not going to look to get better, but he can't do it by just spending God, you know, gobbles of money on free agency. And that if he has to, he will trade a starting pitcher and or other players if he needs to. Uh, real quick, AA07, imagine if Jordan's game... Five home run hit that flagpole. Game six home run hit that flagpole. Came back in and we lose the game Ooh. in the World Series. That's okay. That's the ultimate trump card. <laughs> I concede that to you. Eight eight zero seven. Well, well played. played. Tip my cap. You win. I lose. That's a great point. Um, I I heard that quote the the same way. Uh, I, that's exactly what I thought of. And I went back and I, I pulled the uh, the interview and I listened to him, uh, Dana Brown on the flagship with QB one. And it does sound to me like there are financial constraints that Dana Brown's having to deal with. Now he said if something comes up, he'll run it up the ladder. Blah 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 blah. But it seems like the reason that there needs to be creativity is because they don't either want to go above the competitive balance tax or have to pay a whole lot in to the competitive balance tax. And if they do, maybe it's for the right name, et cetera, et cetera. I read it like that. also read it like there might be or heard it. Like there there might be some players that are currently on this roster that maybe they want to flip for other positional needs. Like the, the two for me are... I want J- I want to trade JP France for a solid middle reliever. Maybe it's Jose Arquiti. I like Jose Arquiti more than JP mm-hmm. France, so I rather keep Jose Arquiti. Now the flip side of that is JP France has more years of club control. Maybe Dana Brown values that, and they flip Jose Arquiti for that middle reliever because you can you can flip Jose Arquiti's salary for a middle reliever salary, and you're not really adding anything to the payroll. I think another name to look at is if they're talking about Chaz in left field, because it looks like they are, Dana Brown, every time I listen to Dana Brown, the, the, the offseason priorities are adding to the bullpen. He keeps mentioning a starting pitcher, like he's got something up his sleeve. And I know Tyler Glass now is being shipped around. Like, could, could that be a wild card? That would seem like the Astros don't have enough. But he's also in the final year of his deal. How much would Tyler Glass now, you know, really receive in a trade if if Tampa Bay decides to trade him? And I do think that they will trade him. Uh, but but put that aside for a moment. He keeps mentioning middle reliever and backup catcher. He refuses to say outfielder. So I don't think that the Astros are going to be in the mix for an outfielder. So that means Chaz McCormick's probably your left fielder. Jordan Alvarez is your DH. Maybe every now and then Jordan plays left. Chaz plays center. And then who knows what you do at DH at that point? But it looks like they're going into the year with either like Dubon, Jake Myers in center field. I would like the idea of signing a left field bat and trading Jake Myers. I would too. Because I think that Chaz should be the everyday center fielder. I think Dubon should be the super utility guy. I like the idea of flipping Jake Myers for another 
middle reliever. I don't know what you could get for Jake Myers because of the injury history and where he has underachieved recently, but I do know that he's still young enough and plays good enough defense that teams might be interested. But I'm all about getting Jake Myers another opportunity somewhere else. I would like to see Chaz in center field. I think Dubon is the next guy to do what we've seen so many guys do in that super utility role, but do it better because of how well he plays the outfield already. And he has too much value with his versatility. And that's where I think you use him best. So I'm fine with all that. The big thing I was going to ask you guys, too, in the way Dana phrased that, too, is do you also get the feeling that Crane isn't willing to go over the tax? Yeah, that's what I just said. Thank you for listening. Well, I mean, I was, I guess I didn't catch that part of it. But I think that that was one of the other ta- takeaways I had initially, too, was the fact that as much as we want Jim Crane to be the hero that we all need right now with his checkbook, maybe those days are... I don't only, say over. I mean, over. he's only done it once. He did when they traded for Grinky. That's it. So, like, I think it would have to be splashy for him to do. It. I don't think he wants to pay the tax. Like, what good businessman would? What good businessman wants to add a tax to whatever they're paying? I, I, I don't think he wants to pay it. I understand, but like, I just don't understand how everyone can keep talking about like long term winning. And then you look at all the free agents that are coming off the books in the next mm-hmm. two years Bregman, Altuve, Fromber, Tucker. Yep. Like, they're all coming off. And it's like you have to replace these players. So maybe it's not this. Yeah, I don't think long. I don't think I tell you win long term though. I don't, I don't think long term winning has anything to do with signing free agents to huge. I deals agree, or but you don't have. Deals. I you think don't, it's the pipeline. But you don't have that. You don't. And, and so like that's where it's like I think they're at a rock and a hard place where it's like they have to either spend or they have to kind of tear down and but stay competitive at the same time. Like you have, yeah. and I think maybe that's being creative. It's trading guys that like we are not going to be happy that they traded, but they're getting a good player and good prospects in return to replenish the system. Bregs and Tucker? I mean, if they're not bringing Bregman back, like Bob Nightingale reported that today, that it's unlikely, I would trade Bregman this offseason. Yeah, I mean, this is not going to happen. It's like, not. This feels very outlandish. Like There's I, there's no way that Dana Brown's going to trade Alex Bregman for a load of prospects. He's not going to trade Kyle Tucker for a load of prospects. You can argue and you can you can sell me the Tampa Bay model. I'm a fan of it. It's just not going to happen here. Jim Crane's not going to sign off on allowing Alex Bregman to be traded. Dana Brown's not going to do that either. Like The one trade that Dana Brown made, he traded prospects for Justin Verlander. Uh, Dana Brown's openly talking about how they're just a few pieces away from going to the World Series. Uh, that's not the philosophy and the model of this organization right well, now. The other thing, if you look at it, when you took, just look at past precedents, is the fact that he's willing to let them be the best they can be in the final year of their deal here yep. and then take his chances in negotiations. And if they walk, they walk and not worried about getting something for him before they walk out the door. So, most recently with Correa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, just, there's just no pain. Like, there's just Jacob Melton is not a replacement for Kyle Tucker in two years. Like, I don't think. There's no. I don't think you so can get either. a shorter term con- veteran. That might, he might not be Kyle Tucker, no, no, but he could sure. be good enough. And, and I'm, and I'm not, on the aggregate, like I, Billy Bean. And I'm not really pro this either, but it's like you have to make a choice at some point. Like you, I just don't feel like you can just keep the business model that worked to get you here, where guys just kept walking out the door. I don't see how that's sustainable with where your pipeline's at. They anymore. might be in a, they might be between a rock and a hard place. Like they're not going to go the Tampa Bay model though. Yeah. So, and I also don't think they're, that Crane's going to spend above the luxury tax. So you might, I don't think it's going to be this breakdown like you talked about. I think it might be more of a gradual breakdown where it takes seven years for Rome to crumble as opposed to it all comes you know down at once. For sure. It's, just, it's a lot of players to replace in the near future if besides Altuve, 
which I think we all have agreed on plenty of He's times. Back. Like Altuve will be here long term, but mm-hmm. then I just would be I'd be shocked at this point if Alex Bregman after twenty four is an Astro, and then if Kyle Tucker and Fran Valdez are Astros after twenty five, and then like you're talking about a, like a forty five year old Justin Verlander. Like it just I think they have to make some kind of tough decision to either spend or trade one of these guys. And get a major haul and, not and doing figure it. it out. I know they won't. They're not doing it. They're going to let Bregman walk. They're going to try to expedite these young players up the system and hope that they hit on draft picks. And maybe, I, and maybe next offseason. I don't think. Uh, no, I don't think they're not. going to bring him back long term at the big money that he's going to be at. I think it's a safe bet to say that every free agent that has his contract run out with the Astros is not going to be. Right. I mean, that's the safe money. I mean, look at the history of the that's, Astros. Mm-hmm. Now. They've been able to sustain winning in the past because they've built these young players through development, through the minor league system. And they haven't always been like these huge decorated prospects. Now, a lot of times they have. Carlos Correa was the first pick. Lance McCullers was drafted because you saved money on making Carlos Correa the first pick. Bregman was a very high pick. Tucker was a high pick. Tucker was a very high pick as well. So, like, you benefited off of drafting very early in the draft. The Ashes aren't going to go the Tampa Bay model where they trade Tyler Glass now before he enters the final year of his deal and get all these prospects and then develop those guys. They're not going to do that. They're not talking about doing that. They're talking about winning right now in the immediate. But to, to Joe's point, the downside of that is they're also talking like they're not going to go over the luxury tax. So Dana Brown has to get creative. And the creativity to me isn't going to be that they change and become the Rays. To me, the creativity is can you flip an or Jose Arquiti or a J.P. France for a really solid middle reliever that can pitch the sixth or the seventh inning. Can you flip Jake Myers? So I do think he has trade value for like the sabermetric teams that value defense because right. defense grades very highly. Can you trade him for a really solid you know middle reliever? I think you can. I do think he has that value. Now long term is in the best interest of the organization. That's why I think it's fair to uh, to question. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRMP listener line seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. We got to get to our car wreck of the day. Presented by CarWreckTexas.com. What are you nominating today for our Car Wreck of the Day? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, I'll tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. I love the people at Apollo Men's Health because they take care of their patients in every way possible. They, they're going to sit down. They're going to ask you tough questions. They're going to say, what's bothering you? You can say anything from the boardroom to the weight room to the bedroom. As you get older, you realize that you're up against obstacles that you've never had to endure before, and you don't know if there's any way to fix them at Apollo they can fix them. It can start with anything as easy as getting on a workout program and charting your results and seeing what the progress you're making with a full body composition analysis or maybe recovering quicker with HGH peptide therapy. Losing weight can also be an issue. Now semi-glutide is FDA approved and you can lose up to six pounds every week without working out at all. And that's what people are asking about. Or maybe you need more energy in your life on a daily basis. And that's where you can do anything from a B12 shot to hormone therapy. And they can teach you all about it and what might be the best option for you. Get the process started today. Go to ApolloMH.com. See all the services that they offer. If there's a few you think could interest you, sign up for your first appointment right there online. Most major insurance is accepted. Discounts for military personnel and first responders. Mention my name, Joel Blank. A free B12 shot on your first official visit or free body composition analysis. But then let the process go from there. Answer their questions. Tell them where you're lacking. They'll put you on a program their work that works. They'll get you the results you need. Go see my friends today at Apollo Men's Health. This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. 
All right. We'll be nominating for Car Wreck of the Day. A couple of texts here before we uh, dive in. Eric, boom! Signed up for the occasional invitational. Look forward to it. Got got the early bird special. Appreciate yeah, that, Eric. Great. Look forward to seeing you out there at Wildcat. Hopefully, uh, we're on the links, and hopefully we kick your butt. Honey Glaze Brand, I'm sorry, Blankers. Not high school. I'm in Division Two Wisconsin baseball. Okay. Yeah. Not Wisconsin, but University of Wisconsin lacrosse. But, yeah. Close enough. They shut is down that the- not in Wisconsin? It is. Yeah. But it's not the same. University of Wisconsin-Madison. Is- right, but I don't think he said that you played in Wisconsin. He said Division Two Wisconsin okay. baseball, like All the right. state of Wisconsin. Ah, okay, general speaking. Yeah, okay. yeah, that one. Yep. All right, what are you nominating for uh, Car Wreck of the Day? Well, this, I was telling you guys in the break, this might be one where we can pile on, kind of like we did a little bit in Cash or Trash It, but this one goes out to the Buffalo Bills, who are going to blame Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, for their many mishaps on offense yet again in a very underachieving season for the offense, the team, the quarterback. You could go on and on and on like we did. The Buffalo Bills should not be blaming Ken Dorsey for the shortcomings of the players that were responsible for taking care of the football last night. Um, I mean, I agree. Did they upgrade at OC? Joe it Brady? depends because he was really good at LSU, and then he was supposed to be the guy that could be the heir apparent to being a head coach or a big time OC in the NFL, and it just never really developed. Yeah. Um, I definitely a scapegoat. Uh, they they needed to do something. Josh Allen's overrated. Josh Allen is a turnover machine. You can't win with negative plays in sports, and Josh Allen is a walking highlight. Josh Allen's kind of what's wrong with sports these days is that he's going to do some things that land on highlight reels and YouTubes and TikToks like, wow, did you see this? But you're not going to watch the other 30 snaps and two interceptions and maybe a lost fumble. It's the Sports Center baby generation. He's almost like an AAU quarterback. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to make winning plays. Like he will, he'll have a game every now and then where he throws four touchdowns, 400 yards, maybe runs for another, leaps over a dude, and has zero turnovers. But that's going to be the only one that year. The only one. It, it, it's, it's similar to, and you mentioned AAU, but it's similar to all the basketball coaches that can't stand the fact that guys can do a 360 dunk and can do all these spectacular athletic things, but it comes yeah. down to fundamentals. They got no clue. Who was the white dude that uh, won the slam dunk? Was it McClung? Mac McClung. Mac McClung, who, uh, tran- who started off, I think, at Georgetown, no, transferred he, he to Texas to Georgetown. Tech. I thought he you think started, he started there? I thought he started at Georgetown and transferred to Tech. Maybe I got him flipped. No, he did finish at Tech, yeah, but I, I thought there was a first stop, then a Georgetown, but maybe you're right. There could, maybe there could have been a third. I thought he started, but who cares? Like, he won the slam dunk contest, but never played an NBA game, and people were ready to say that he should be on an NBA roster. Well, go, go back before what? that. Who was the kid from Michigan who actually used social media, went to the University of Michigan eventually, because he, uh, uh, Nick Stauskas. He went on social media, didn't have a scholarship, started showing everybody how he could shoot the basketball. Suddenly, he had 11 Division I offers, got an offer to go to Michigan, was a first-round pick, and crapped the bed the rest of his career, but he got paid. At least he got to the uh, <laughs> league. That's not a bad story. But, uh, yeah, that, the, and Trey says car record of the day, Bill's field goal defense. 12th man That's on the true field. true, too. It's brutal. DeMar Hamlin was on the field. I had yes, a basketball game, active. so I only yes, saw highlights. Know. But was he on the field as the 12th man? I thought they blamed uh, who was. I the, don't know actually who it was. It was because, a vet, uh, the name I recognized, the veteran defensive lineman that they were blaming. I mean, there was being, twelve guys on the field, but was Demar Hamlin one of the twelve? Because if he's one of the twelve, a lot of people would say it didn't exist. Oh boy, a lot of people would say that. Great the joke. A lot of people. It's not a joke. A lot of people would say that. That's true. A lot of people would. A lot, a lot of people would say theorists. that. Uh, I'm going to nominate Joe. What for not knowing how a shotgun tournament works? <laughs> Again with Joe. <laughs> I'm not piling on. I didn't nominate him. Yeah, he got. Yeah, he got early tea time. 
Eh, we're not there. We don't have flights <laughs> here, Joe. We don't well, have I'm saying maybe, we, we, have like, maybe we could have an exception where like you guys get out there earlier than everyone else. Oh yeah, no, that's not just, what you were saying. And they just <laughs> round <laughs> and they just kind of hey, Jeremy, they're going to work our scores in. We're going to go play 18, you and I earlier, and then they're just going to work <laughs> our scores into one of the teams to see if it helps them. I hope you guys play each other. I'll make sure to get Phil and host for that day. But it's you guys not one on one like Are basketball. We a PTO? Might play with each other. Sorry. Okay, that sounded worse. You're on a team, aren't you? All right, Joe. What are you nominating? Wait, are you guys not on a team in shotgun style? Isn't it teams? No team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we could either be on the same team, or we could not be on the yeah, same. Yeah, I'm saying team. I hope you guys are not on the same team. And then you team. suggested that we play with each other. Yeah, because you might kill exactly each other. Exactly what you said. I don't think we would. We might kill each other more if we played on the same team. Uh, yeah, I don't point. think so. I think we'd have a good. Oh, time. I, actually, I, 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 I think we'd have a decent. Uh, chance. I don't think so. Well, I don't know no, if we'd no, have no. a decent chance. We have. A, I think we would have a good time. Yeah, I don't think we'd be mad at each other. We would have fun. We understand the game of golf. Yeah, we would have fun. I never said I did. Okay. I don't like claim to you be a golf play with expert. You don't want that. I mean, we're not going mean, to. We're not trying to. Well, if your not... handicap's like a thirty plus, we might want that. I'll caddy. Okay. For you guys. Yeah, come caddy for us. You can be like the guy on ESPN. Hey. Yeah, I'll just come caddy. for Three wood, guys. Joe. Now yeah. three caddy, wood. Caddy for us. That'd be great. You're gonna ask for a three wood. I'm gonna give you your putter. Yeah. Wipe down my putter. <laughs> All right. What are you nominating, Joe? <laughs> Josh Allen. He sucks. Pick City. Oh, you're nominating Josh Allen. Josh Allen. That's why I said it was going to be a pylon. I'm glad y'all came around to this. Josh. I mean, I've been saying that Josh Allen. You have been. I had. I looked at a receipt today. Because people were like, oh, you have, this is new. You haven't said this about Josh Allen. I, I found one from September yep. that Josh Allen can't be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's Brett Favre. It's a good call. He really is. Like, it's, it's who he is. He's the modern-day Brett Favre. And maybe he'll get one run in him. But See, like, the, I, the but problem then, like, is, I, I think like that run it. just. I think that run just happened. Yeah, I feel like they just missed it. Yeah. I, I think that window, much like that run where they couldn't get over the hump and win the Super Bowl, but they went five straight times. Yeah, it feels like a smaller version of this. The window just closed. They're paying like so many guys. Like they're paying Allen. They're playing. They're paying Diggs. They give my guy Ed Oliver. Go Cougs. They gave him a big contract. Like mm-hmm. it seems like the. It seems like they're trending down. It seems like that hump is going downward. Not great. Not great. I don't really know how they get it back up either. <laughs> Like, You're on the roll. You are just on fire. Oh my gosh, you guys are children. <laughs> or you just don't think before you speak sometimes. I know exactly what I said. There's nothing wrong with that. All right, what, what do you nominate? You got another nom? I have another nom. Go ahead. Blankers. Foul pole on Talos Hill. Yeah, I own that one. And then you. Well, I guess I get to nominate me as well because I did say it, <laughs> to be fair. And then Sheep over there just follows right what you said without a thought. Like, Went right with it. Ron Burgundy off of the teleprompter, Charles Barkley right off the teleprompter. Yeah. Went I right into one. it. Yeah, it was yeah. tough. I got red flagged and you challenged it. You won. Well yeah. played. Yeah, not great. Yeah, Alan's terrible. What else do we have? You were telling us, uh, Joe, about that. That little hockey thing oh, going on. Yeah. Oh yeah! So In they Europe? arrested the guy. Okay, so if you don't know, overseas there was a guy that died because his, former NHL player. His throat got slit by by a skate, yeah. and they're saying that During they think game. it's intentional, and that they arrested the guy who did it. They're going to charge him with manslaughter. You saw this? Um, you saw the video? Yeah. Did it look like he did it intentionally? I mean, it, it looks like his leg like kicks up a little bit extra, like he's trying to cause maybe some damage, but. I think that's really – they're making a big assumption here that it was – They were very, very – They say the players are very dirty as well. They were hushed it. about it. They didn't want to release who they were looking for or any names. And today they came out full-blown. Name everything. So that's going to be a different one because that happened during 
an actual hockey game. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I, I'm gonna have to watch the stupid video. I really don't want to. I'm a little surprised, but you guys know me. I don't know laws. I'm not gonna pretend like I know laws in Europe. I mean, does either. it look like you did it on purpose? Now, if you just said attempted murder on this one, you might have been a little bit more accurate it's than the, the, the pilot. I, I'm gonna say not intentional. You don't think it looked intentional? It's gonna be hard to get like to try that. Part of it, the video's not. I don't think the video's good enough from what we've seen on social media to make a real like like you might view need of that. you might need like a text message saying I'm going to get them tonight to, to yeah, actually convict them. No, cuz like even I think like, that's what it would take like to convict them. But I don't think you're that... going to get that cuz it probably was a conflict that started during the course of the game. Well, I, I doubt it too, but I'm saying yeah. like the like the hell Mary, the only chance that you're going to convict this guy is if you look like it was pre-arranged, like pre-ordained, is that the right word? Pre-pre-ordained? Pre, I think that's right. I think pre-ordained. Yeah. Uh that's the only way. It's the only way. All right, that does it for us. Who Joe, won? You doing the show today? Yeah, I am. Oh, yeah, who won? The Bills? I, I say that uh, I'll go with the Bills. The Bills overall? Let's go Josh Allen. I hate Josh Allen. Okay. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Joe George. He had to hit it twice. Did you see that? Uh, he's blank. I'm Bradham. Joe George in the bullpen up next on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Talk to you tomorrow, Houston.